Check. Check, Check. your mic. Yeah? Yeah. This is Yeah, no, over. it feels really good actually. So tell tell uh, the tell well, the, tell the fans what's going on here. On a on tell a Tell the fans they need to know Welcome to Impossible Way of Life, a NFL. Yeah. Fantasy sports podcast. podcast. Yeah. Let's just, Well, from on a fantasy level, I'll tell you what's going on. Please I was do, down yeah. in my head to head week three points here. Yeah. And I'm about to lose because the Seahawks I have the running back for the Seahawks and they just got sacked three times in a row. Drew Brees still playing. So for that's the what Saints? they call a heartbreaking loss. No, Drew Brees is not playing. I think he retired or yeah, he's retired. So is this is looking bad. Fourth and twenty eight doesn't look good, hey. It's over. This Fourth guy's twenty eight what Ryan Grease. It's kind of a Drew Brees style name. What is now required is what they call a Hail Mary. Oh, I know all about the Hail Mary. For the Seahawks team. Well, I used to play NFL Blitz on the N64. I mean, it was all about Hail Mary. In that game, every pass is a Hail Mary. Yeah, one of the greatest games of all time. Oh, yeah. And you could, like, you could, like, actually, like, every hit was, like, a full-on injury. Send you back to your mother in a box. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of vibe. Yeah, that's exactly it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, those. You, let's just at least see I how. I remember. Okay, Here comes the so, Hail Mary guys, here. there's only a minute to go. Just it's going to be fun. Well, it's less than a minute if they don't get this. I mean, you know, a clock. minute. You know, a minute's a long time in a, in the NFL. But this is this it. could here be an go. hour. Oh, he's, he's going to get, get sacked, sacked in the end zone, dude. Uh-oh. Safety. Get out of town. Oh, well, I mean, he almost intercepted it, but I guess that's it. That's game. That's game, man. So the Seahawks just, are kind of the- done. Well, Wilson, their quarterback's out. Is he the He's guy hurt. from Home He's... Improvement? Like the neighbor from Home Improvement? <laughs> Possibly. Pretty much. Well, you can't always see his face when he has the helmet on. So It's a similar thing. Yeah. That's okay. a heartbreaking. So I'm, basi- I'm in dead last in my fantasy league now after this. Big play looked, there. He should have kept hold of that. That's kind of shit. He's pumped up, though. He's fired up. Yeah, Seattle. You know, you go. You think about a sport like football. You think, hey, there's a lot. It's a lot of things in play. It's not just you know. You don't. You think it's not just one guy. No, they got the offensive coordinator, the calling the plays, the coach, everything. But sometimes then the quarterback gets hurt and they suck. And you're like, I guess it is kind of just one guy. Like Wilson's like the whole key to the whole team. I think the key to all elite. Um endeavors including music mm-hmm. um because you know some of our nfl fans like music too yeah um is like that we actually don't know as much about any of this stuff as the elite level guys right so like when yeah like it like though it's a game of inches right it's kind of similar to blues well, fantasy football like a lot there's only a couple of notes it's just what you do with them well, it's brutal too. It's painful, like the blues. Like, well, you have to be in pain to play the blues. We're talking about fantasy football. Somebody being the same call as blues, the doctor. Right? Are we going to do that for a bit? Okay, sure. Somebody call the doctor, right? You know, because I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Do you have to be sick to play the blues? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it helps probably. Yeah? Like mentally. Well, it depends what kind of blues. I mean. You mean like like stuff like we were watching the other Not day? Not party like blues. Primus and stuff like that. And is that bluesy? Pantera. 
They're sick in the head. They're sick in the head, but I mean, I don't know if that's bluesy. No. You know, do you think that you have to... You know, we all know you have to pay the dues to play the blues. Isn't Primus kind of bluesy? I think it's kind of more kind of crab core. They're on tour, I believe, uh, Black Mountain. Black Mountain and bluesy, With Primus. I think the Black Mountain might be opening those shows, though. They are. They're bringing... But I mean, maybe... They're kind of serving some Sabbath, for sure. There's a psych blues element, perhaps, is what I'm saying. Psych blues is an interesting genre. It's kind of like whitewashing blues. Like making it cool or something? Well, I think it's making it acceptable to play. Yeah. Because like, add- I've played those riffs in, in, in Black Mountain, and they're bluesy. You fuzz it up, you wah it up, and yeah. all of a sudden it's not a hate crime or something. But at the same time, we all know that you're just playing cocaine, Larry Clapton, just with like a fuzz Pretty much on. sunshine of your love. Yeah. <laughs> same riff, weirdly. I didn't even think that. Well, it's the only riff he's written. Are we learning something new about Clapton that he's only written one riff and he just rehashes it? Although, how about this one? Okay. Here's something interesting. Sunshine of Your Love came out before Cocaine. Yeah. Same. So, like, there's certainly somebody did before Sunshine of Your Love, right? Yeah. But that's more kind of punk kinks energy. Yeah, that you're right. That that is You really got me. Yeah. Or there's also uh get the Motown get ready. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely I guess like there wasn't any riffs yet. So they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. I think the game's done, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't spare me, dude. Do you think it's cool that they have a kind of like Pacific Northwest style like art, like Bill Reed art piece, Seattle? Yeah. Kind of like the VPD. I like, <laughs> well, there's something very wrong with that. I'll tell you that. But uh, I like the Seattle uniforms. I especially like the like neon green ones. Everybody hates it. I think yeah. it's cool. It's like kind of highlighter green. Kind of a laser quest, like kind of... Laser tag feel. We called it yeah. quest in England, yeah. Oh, really? We're just looking out for our... Uh, That's cool. Laser quest. Dude, I'd love to play laser tag. That's cool. Laser, laser tag is a, f- a really is far Is it more adventure scene. based? No, I mean it's the same game. You're like shooting each other with laser. I've only I thought done maybe a there's of more th- of a quest involved. No, like I actually would go like and play laser tag. Is you can still play it? In the, do you think they got a warehouse or something out in Richmond? Have you ever played paintball? <laughs> oh, dude, don't get me started. Man. You want to tell me about your paintball story? Which one? You got a few different paintball <laughs> yeah, stories. Yeah, they're all brutal. I played, I it, I played it on ecstasy on MDMA once. Oh God, that sounds horrible. That's like being in Vietnam on acid. Uh, there's going to be some people listening who would who my f- friends at the pod and friends of mine in real life who were at that game. <laughs> it was like being at Vimy Ridge. <laughs> Seriously, it little... was like storming. It was like D Day. It felt like when you were going out into you those wake... like that hollowed ground, you know. Except instead of like you know seeing your buddies bloody faces in the mud you were just like cuddling in a corner with them no it was like the adrenaline of taking mdma beforehand it like heightened everything it felt really real whoa and you wake up screaming in the night now sometimes thinking about it thinking about that no i wake up giggling about (laughs) it but like you know because they weren't it was not a significant bullet 
Oh you know, God, hilarious kind of thing. Well, you got a few different. Well, you could write some folk songs about. I had it. a friend. Uh, you should write some folk songs some about rock. some Johnny Payne. I was songs. thinking some more rock, like paintballs. To me, is more like paintball. Paintball to me is more kind of southern blues oh, rock because it involves genre. like guns. It's more like millet. It's. More, I want to say kind of a. It's not even credence though. Like, no. although that would be good. Well, to, they'd be anti paintball. Yeah, they'd be kind of like <laughs> more about like kind of like they've. It's, to me, credence are like deer hunt, deer hunt to the movie. What are pro war bands? Pro Can like Nugent. Think, yeah, Nugent is paintball. Yeah, fully Nugent stranglehold, is dude. Yeah. That's what you want that playing when you playing in your when ears. you hit that. Yeah, rum dum 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 I'm gonna go fuck some people yeah. up out here. So that's what I was listening to at my most recent paintball, which yeah. was, you know, when you're in your 30s and you have a friend, yeah. a- Andy, if you're listening, you're going to remember this one. Uh, oh, this is Andy who you historically battle with. Yeah. You do but, like a modern pentathlon. Yeah, but this, the, I didn't battle with him in this situation. I think we we're on the same team, but it was his brother's stag party. We're grown men, for God's sake. Pretty sure I've done a similar stag kind of party. Yeah, That's it, probably where the MDMA kicked in. And it was like, we're going to play paintball. I was like, all right. Strippers and paintball, And yeah. then you go, you know, we get out there and it's like, all right. Like, this is, I'm actually, I'm pretty fucking fired up right yeah, now. Yeah, actually, Because I'm a pretty competitive guy. You're doing yeah. capture the flag. Yeah. So at one point. I will be capturing that flag. I get down and I did yeah. capture it and I thought I had to run it all the way back to my base. Turns and out. I'm like in the jungle, John yeah. Rambo. Did you have like, were you like kind of this point? I just, I don't want to interrupt your story, yeah. but I'm no imagining problem. you out there. Like you've kind of like got like a, some kind of CB radio. You're calling in a drone strike. You've got like, well, kind I of, take you, the mask off just bandana. I need yeah. to be able to see out there. Yeah. You know well, I mean? Yeah. Well, also I'm assuming that you're kind of Hamburger Hill style. Like you're like, off piste you've got like i suppose like reinforcements backing you at this point no i I actually oh you just went vigilante at this point i was on a solo mission in the capture the flag that's why i say john rambo oh you went me out there you just went and i it was really funny it's about how many people you're going to take with you at that point well exactly i for me it was all about the mission so I, I went down there. It, it was downhill, downwind, you know, due southwest towards yeah, the Yeah, I've been to Vimy Ridge. Yeah. I've been and, there. And I, I've seen it. Defending And then those back things. up to my base was straight uphill yeah. up the ridge. Yeah. So I grabbed the flag and I just, the adrenaline kicks in and I start just pumping it Well, presumably it up. you'd also taken kind of like like some kind of like well, it was an it adrenochrome. Was, it was in testing. It was a drug they gave yeah, us. Yeah, it's kind the of kind of like the get, Jacob's drug in, Ladder. Like Metal Gear Solid's the drug like that they have in that video game kind yeah, of some kind of tamazepam like or whatever something. people take when they play call of duty at home now can you imagine like what what like nas like I don't, yeah. monster energy drink can you imagine how like people people's grandparents who were actually at like d-day when they go around and see their grandson and he's like hey what are you doing son is like I'm playing like a like a game based on your actual trauma. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm playing. I'm at D-Day. Like I'm at D-Day, Granddad. Like just like you were. Yeah, Look, I'm, I'm just. I'm actually. I created an avatar of you, and I'm doing a better job. But than I'm you fighting did. zombie Nazis. Yeah, like zombie, not, and it's like yeah. happening now. Yeah, exactly. That's the world we live in. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay because I have all of those like horse 
pills and like hydrochloroquine Mom, that like yeah can i get more cheetos in here yeah exactly come on. hey oh hey grandpa come check this hey, out come check this out i'm you oh, grab me a pepsi before you come yeah. i want you to see this i want you to Look see at this. yeah exactly yeah yeah it's rommel over there check yeah. this out <laughs> fucking gunned him down grandpa yeah. high five yeah exactly there's killian murphy stuck on a plane yeah wait a minute brad pitt's in it he's like, in it yeah, and oh, he's there. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's certainly there. Yeah, Clooney's there. Of course. Why is Clooney always there? I don't know. Yeah, because he owns Hollywood. Well, I mean, Marlon Brando would have. You know it. all the night. You know all the nice guys in Hollywood. What they say about all the nice guys? Oh, they're running the game. <laughs> you can't even count how many bodies are buried in their backyard, dude. It's that kind of energy. Yeah, Hanks, I can see that? Hanks, watch out! Really. Uh-huh. I can't say anything bad about Hanks, but I did the best thing. He's pro-vaccine. I know that. <clears throat> he got it early, right? Yeah. In Australia. Um, but no Conan, one knows if Australia is a real place or not. A lot of people think everyone from Australia is a false flag actor. So A lot of big actors come from there. I mean, they say they're from this place, but they might just be like paid actors. Because they are paid Ameri- You know, the interesting thing you say about that is that all Ameri- uh, Australian actors do really good American exactly. accents. Do their own so accents. What you're saying is um, they're, they're Americans. Just, yeah, like Russell Crowe. You know what I watched last night? Body of Lies. Talk about a Russell Crowe performance. Oh, and DiCaprio? That's oh, yeah. sleazy, dude. That's some kind of Friday feel-good American like movie that we get your whole family around and like, let's watch us just kill some Iraqis for brutally, no reason. No reason. Zero reason. They're just like heartless, brainless <laughs> terrorists. <laughs> Middle East. They're not even... You don't have to know what country they're from. They're just on their phones the whole time. Yeah. And they're just like... They make like that, up. In the movie that like several places in England and Amsterdam have been bombed. So it's like to rationalize like the fact that like Russell Crowe feels it's acceptable whilst he's just taking his kids to school to like organize drone strikes. <laughs> it's well, really weird. Sending a message, man, about how, you know, right. lightly we take these things. Oh, it's like okay. that new one with Matt Damon were called Stillwater. Where he's like, a isn't dad. that the band in yeah. Almost Famous? But he's like, he plays. Does he play kind of those dad. tunes? No, he looks like a dorky accountant. Okay, but like his daughter, it's a true story. Yeah, and the and the girl wrote a book. It's so brutal. The girl wrote a book. She was in like I. It, I sorry for the people who know this. I swear it was somewhere like Sweden or Germany. Okay. A, country, a European country like I've that. I've heard of Europe. And and she got kidnapped. And the dad went over and sort of contacted the authorities, took the case on himself. like Liam got Neeson style. Yeah, but like he wasn't an action guy. He just like got involved and like rescued her. Oh, he did do Taken. He liked seeing Taken. But so they made this movie yeah. based on her book. But of course, they made it like Afghanistan. Oh, and it's Matt Damon. Why would like, they do wait, that? I, Matt Damon, like fr- he's from like fucking Dallas, and he's like, oh, you know, he's right. like, where's my daughter? Oh, like, nice. the, tra- the trailer was like, there's new leads here. Yeah, I'm, and they're like, and and it's like a guy, <laughs> like a, a, a Afghani guy being like, you really think you can save your daughter? And yeah. he's like. I know I can. And he's got like a fucking Patriots hat on. Nice. It's brutal, dude. He's ca- is he not just being a Boston guy? No, he's he's a he's a 
He's a like well, he'd a, have a Cowboys hat on. Yeah, he's like a, he's from Texas or something. But they're not. They're from. I'm getting all the facts wrong, but the real people yeah. are not from the South. I no. don't believe. But it's a total American sniper style. You yeah, know. Hollywood feel good movie that we show your children. This is where we're from. Yeah. yeah, this is what this is what our people are capable of if they fly to a country and. Well, you know, here's another thing that I've got. Uh, we got sent actually by. Um, let me see if I can remember who sent it because I thought it seemed important. Because you're kind of more uh, up on this stuff. You know, a lot of people talking about um, how McCartney died in 66, right? It's kind yeah, of a I big, heard of, I, I, yeah. I've heard a bit about this actually recently. That What, that McCartney died in 66? Well, no, about that it was it was in this day in Beatles history yesterday or something that they <laughs> the newspaper article came out that Paul is alive because he got ahead of that story too and or did or didn't got a photo crew out to Scotland to take a picture of him. I mean, farm. I don't think I'm going to be able to forgive me that I'm not going to remember who sent this to me, but it's very good or us. But I don't know if you've ever thought of the fact that like um julian casablancas of the strokes died in 2003 and was replaced by ray romano the uh, american stand-up comedian <laughs> <laughs> kind of a similar look bit of a different age come and check out this photo though come over here you can come over here I, isn't ray romano like 20 years older it's irrelevant yeah definitely <laughs> see it yeah yeah for sure. Something to consider. I think it's more like he's his father or something. Oh, okay. Well, he, I mean, I guess that would dispel the myth that Julian Casablancas is part of the Casablancas modeling family. Ah, well, let me tell you something, buddy. Julian Casablancas could have died in 2003 and I wouldn't no, be the wiser. No, I even noticed, yeah. Because I, I like those first few Strokes records, but I haven't really followed their career since then. You know, a lot of people say that... Um, First Impressions of Earth, the third record. I like that one. Is legit. Yeah. It's considered legit. You only live once. That was the jam. Yeah. And they had like, um, what's his name from um, Arrested Development? David Cross was in one of their videos. Because they used <laughs> he to He was have, really hot at that time. He was hot in 2003. Coming off Mr. Show. Yeah. In Arrested Development. His yeah. stand-up was big, His too. He's big, yeah. And he was in like Juice Box or whatever that song was called. He was in the video for that. It's kind of cool how David Cross was big then, and Odenkirk kind of took a back seat. The other guy from Mr. Show, yeah. And now Bob Odenkirk's the big guy. Do you need to pay your dues to speak of the blues? I know you need to to play the blues. I think so. But to speak of the blues, I think it's the same. In fact, I'm going to go one for. I might say that speaking of the blues. You have to pay your dues more than to even play it. Interesting. Because I'll sit here. Give me a guitar. Yeah. I'll play a blues look for you right now. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about like knowing anything about the blues. No. That'd be insane. Just wanted to hit you with that kind of one there. No, you can't speak of the blues. No. Unless you've paid your dues. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, I just wanted to clear it up. Yeah. Um, earlier you were asking me about 
something and I said Pantera were a blues band? What yeah, was the well, question? I don't then? know. I think you were just a bit shook because you just like you've had a busy day. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny's got a lot coming up. All very exciting stuff. And, um, you know, he's prepping, not doomsday prepping or anything, just got a lot coming up in his life that's very exciting. You know, you hear about us, like, doing this podcast. Well, Johnny's got some real shit coming up, like, actually exciting music stuff. So, you know, you've got a lot on your mind. You're setting yourself up for this big trip you're going on. We don't need to talk about it if you don't want to, but I'm really excited for you. That's all I want to say. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to playing some music again and, yeah. and, and you know, being around people and making music again. It's going to be very exciting. So anyone who's down in Southern California or in Los Angeles who wants to go and see Johnny and kind of buffer and kind of buff up that crowd, go and see him. You're going to be playing shows down there. And I'm, I'm jealous that I can't be there. That's all I'll say. Well, plenty more to come, buddy. And yeah. you've got some shows of your own. So. Certainly do in December. Yeah, I got some stuff more localized. That'll be fun though i can't wait to play them yeah i'm excited playing the sleaziest venue in vancouver one of the sleaziest venues of all time name name wise wise, yeah Yeah. it's named after hollywood yeah yeah remember that place we saw downtown what was it called north hollywood okay that was supposed to be our hq the north yes no hollywood north hollywood strip club it was just a strip Strip club club slash karaoke yeah like jumbos or something it was though like i think that you sounded pretty good well it's never been open but it's still there someone if anyone's got any money and wants to buy hollywood north on it's on the weird no it's on like seymour it's a seymour seymour and dunsmuir or something like in that zone that no one's ever been to down in downtown vancouver where there's nothing there it's like it's kind of like downtown la yeah, it's like the back side of the Hudson Bay there. Yeah, it's weird. You know, like yeah. where I guess the theater, what's the theater there? The Queenie? Queenie's nearby. They had a drag show. But then show that, there's weird. that whole strip. There's no, like, there's no stores. Nothing happened. But that's there. No one's ever been. Vancouver's a bit of the nexus of the universe in that way. There's areas that I still don't understand. No. Canby Street, for instance. Uh, now, I won't go on about this for a long time. Well, no, we can because yeah. we're actually a geography, an urban geography, kind of psychogeography, geography of the mind podcast. We've been, a f- we've been, at least for three weeks now, a kind of situationist podcast, flux of situations. But we've been talking about the Velvets, so like this, it's not surprising to me that like we go that route. I'll tell you, Canby. For so long in this city, because they were building the SkyTrain underneath it, uh-huh. was just a kind of like, it didn't even exist. It wasn't a place you could even go for about 10 years. Then they open it up. Or are you talking about downtown? I'm talking about, you're on Camby. Yeah, I've been there. You go over the Camby Street oh, Bridge. on you. And then to get to Hastings, yeah. you take a right on Camby. I know, it's really weird. And, and that's it, Expo, actually. No, Camby goes down, yeah. like, because Camby becomes Nelson, the bridge. It, yeah. And you go right on Camby. And then it goes down that weird way, like, where the media club used yeah, to be. Yeah, classic you know? venue. No one knows what's there. Classic. I saw, actually, I saw Jay Tillman at the media club. Oh, that's... Bluesy. That's pretty... It was straight... I saw Jay Tillman, at, and it was straight blues. Mm-hmm. It was, like, blue... It was kind of pilgrim... Where's, I guess blues is pre-Pilgrim, Pirate, and Clown, Pagan. 
Yeah, blues is uh, first. I would say it all comes from the blues. Yeah, I was talking to somebody recently who was ta- talking to me because he's he was he was more pilgrim than now he's clown. Yeah, and the, he he switch, He actually might be one of the only artists who's gone through all three. Tillman. Yeah, like yeah. Father John Misty's like pagan clown. Definitely. Well, he's but he's been pilgrim too. Well, when he was Tillman. Well, yeah. When no, he just was right. Jay Tillman. I don't know that he's ever speaking. been pirate, really, though. No, I guess he's not. But yeah. pirate is clown. Yeah. And it is. I mean, I don't think of like, but Mike Love is clown, but that's not pirate. You know what I mean? Clown's yeah. kind of, yeah. it's its own. We've gone. Okay, there's four now. Yeah, there is. But I was talking to a friend recently who Someone was talking make about the Venn diagram. how there's a Damn big it. scene in L.A., Right now, a Clown lot of people scene? from from Tibet. They were. It was very important. They needed to reach out to me because yeah. they said there's a lot of cult energy in the music scene in LA like right pagan now. Energy? And they were like, they were like, Johnny, you gotta you gotta get this on the pod. There's it's a new one, cult. And I was like, no, 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 cult is pagan. Of course, we know this. It's obvious. Yeah. So, but yeah, cult is another one. I mean, but it's almost not even it because it just is so pagan. You know? Well, it's British Mamas and pagan. papas. Yeah, you well, know, that's like. yeah for sure. But also Sandy Denny, earthy. Yeah, it's celestial or it's elemental. Uh huh. It that's just what happens. And when it's cultish, it kind of takes one of those forms. Yeah, I mean, Grateful Dead, kind of culty, pagany. You know. Yeah. Book clown. It's kind of like the, there's a scene apparently that's kind of like once upon a time. Well, in you'll Ho- be seeing it in Hollywood. Vibe. Oh, like a, a, a like a like a ra- spawn ranch feel where it's a lot oh. of. I think it's a lot of kind of younger people in L.A. hanging out, starting bands, playing music. It all sounds like '60s, bare feet, a lot of like big smiles, yeah. overly positive energy, but yeah. a little culty, you know. And quite frankly, I'm into it. Well, I think you, it sounds great. You know that. I think everyone should read Terence McKenna's book, Time Wave Zero, to understand exactly what I'm talking about. We are living, we're just, we just have, time's not linear. It's a whirlpool. It has a, it's a whirlpool formation. Mm -hmm. And we're just living right now in the bit that's the 60s again. Which was probably the 20s at one point that got reinterpreted as the 60s and now we're in it again. But it's taking on this kind of stranger, Lynchian, post-cube version of the 60s where, yeah, you can start the ranch again. And like yeah. you, on the idea that, that you have this kind of revisionist history version of what Manson's going to do, but it's going to turn out that like instead of Manson just like chopping up Sharon Tate he's into like MAGA anti-vaxxing and like, you know, Tucker Carlson or something. And he'll kill worse. Like he'll do worse, more damage, but it'll be on the internet. It won't be in real life. It'll be like, it does feel like, you know, 1970, 71 is where we're at now. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. 2020, 50 years. Is that Trump, Nixon, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's It's similar for sure. I'll tell you one thing. Camby Street, yeah. super velvety street in Vancouver. You feel like Camby's velvety? It's a very velvety downtown Camby. Yeah, it kind of feels velvet-y. like Lower Up East Side, Lexington. One okay, the, that kind of like that area. Yeah, okay. You might go down there to kind of like. I see it more as like. Oh right, like a Lower East Side energy to me. Yeah, I don't know where like, Lexington really is in New York. I can't really think about it. 
Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, but you think that Camby is velvety? Because the reason we got together today was to talk about how I made a sushi order the other day. Right. And I, when I was making it, I couldn't help but feel that it was kind of a velvety order. Yeah. You know, it didn't, and it f- didn't feel Beatlesy. A little bit off the beaten track. Well, it was like, you know that like box sushi you can get? Like yeah. where it's like box shaped, like square sushi? Yeah. It was like, I just got like, I got like a, a, a boxed like sushi roll, which was like, it's just rice and nig- it's basically nigiri. Yeah. With a miso soup. And I was just kind of like, this is pretty like velvety. Whereas if you get like, you know, like a dynamite roll and whatever, even though I, it's a bit stock, it's still kind of the best. Tastes great. Uh, well, see, I, I mean? was thinking more that like a Beatlesy order would be like a special, or like would be like, oh, I'm going to get like the caterpillar roll where it's like colorful and, but I know what you mean. You can break it down. So, so like... With sushi, for example, like, yeah, I'm ordering this, like, quite, like, it's just raw fish, rice, soup. It's uh-huh. kind of almost got, like, a communist energy. Which is very velvety, minimal third album. Minimal, exactly. Yeah, third yeah. album. Like, And obviously, I don't want to make the mistake that everyone makes. Talking about the velvets, which is, like, to negate the fact that Doug Yule was in the band. Which, I don't know if you saw that someone... That was a legit account Re- yes it was like a it was legit, a legit yes. velvety account yeah. that echoed was, our exactly, thoughts which is this. like come on like guys like yeah what is going on with the vitriolic hatred of doug yule yeah leave let him be yeah exactly Honestly. what's is he alive he's on half the albums yeah and the, and and what he's on this? more albums than nico yeah and and his contribution to loaded played more on it than lou reed and and sterling and I would argue, which they Indie rock, and what yes, yeah. hardest take, mm-hmm. hardest take of the week. Respect, someone sent us this, and look at this point. And I'm sorry, I can't remember everyone's names because I really do respect the people who send this stuff to us, and it really does galvanize us and drive this podcast forward. And I'm not forgetting it, you know, voluntarily. It's just that like our life moves forward too. And there's a lot of people sending us stuff, but that was a really hot take. Mm-hmm. This guy is like, Yule is responsible for the birth of indie rock. Like his output is like way more than like, okay, like Spaceman three, like that kind of energy, like that kind of like revivalist mm-hmm. time wave zero style velvety stuff that comes you know, in the like late '80s into '90s electro lane, or like the Black Angels, that kind of stuff, which feels kind of like early Velvety. Sure, that's comes from like the first White Light, White Heat, sure. or something. But like actually, Sonic Youth, maybe. yeah, sure, a little yeah. bit, yeah. But indie rock is loaded. I mean, I think the lineage is pretty clear, and it's, in my opinion a lot more striking in the canon of music in that it's like loaded big star modern lovers television modest mouse uh, rem yeah irs records you know all that kind of sub pop yeah comes straight from loaded like and then through the 90s with you know i don't know i want to say like wilco and uh, sure yeah yeah i don't know 
you know, through to the Twee stuff, obviously. Twee majorly. Yeah. Bell Major Sebastian. Rilo Kylie. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Shiloh's, dude. Yeah. Everything like, I've ever made. Like, yeah, I mean... Are we Yule guys? I Definitely. <laughs> I mean, songs like Pale Blue Eyes, I think, yeah. are among the most influential tunes of the 60s, you know? I... I yeah, I wouldn't really say that as much about... I know that those records were, those yeah. first two records, but I think more people wanted to make music that sounded like Loaded and the third is album. Is it bands making music that... Is it like kind of the first band to make music that sounds like the Beatles without the studio like budget and the kind of cast and crew that the Beatles had? Like we were talking about like the Beatles having like, oh yeah, we got the... Um, we're making lunch orders right now, and we've got the uh, the London Philharmonic on hold. They're all they're happy. They're don't worry, if you, John. If you want to use them they're in the next couple of days, the room over there. I don't want it to affect your performance. Make me sound like I'm on the moon. Ringo's on the ceiling. <laughs> he's there. So high, he's on the ceiling. I love how they talk about that. That's the Beatles for you. Like yeah. how they talk about. The, the engineers tell those stories that like he was like yeah. a genius. He was like, John came in and said, he said, he said, make me sound like my voice is on the moon. And I, and that was John. And, and I also am under a heavily legal restraining order to only say he was a genius. Yeah. Yoko's paying me millions of dollars to not say he was a piece of shit. So I spent two weeks working on that <laughs> yeah. delay. Yeah. And I think it and speaks for, for itself. It. Yeah. But it was actually John, really, who did it. Yeah. Because it was John. And also, similarly... Well, the story I always remember is the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds one, where it's like they changed the key of the song. Right. They're like, and he just said, get it done. Figure it out. I'll yeah. see you in the morning. Yeah, yeah, They yeah, just yeah. had to figure out a new way to, like, make it work. It's cool, though. It's good. Good, good drama. It's cool. Before we get back... Well... The Get Velvet Sea Beatles-y thing. Well, I'll tell you. What would... You, I want to know... Sorry. What would Yule order in a sushi restaurant? <clears throat> I think it'd be a, a very tasty, tasteful, creative order. Okay. But nothing that's going to be too strange to eat. You know, no. there's not going to be any urchin on there. That's very Velvet Sea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there wouldn't be any urchin. Kind of like, nihilist order. White, light, white heat urchin. Yeah. You're but not going to order but like... It'd be good. And or like a, anything that's living. You know what it'd be like that when we went in there and you got that uh, takoyaki? Yeah. And it's like... And I was kind of like... Okay. Hey, what's that? Yeah. And you were like, no, no, don't worry. It's not that weird, but it's yeah. really good. Yeah. And you'll like it. That's loaded to me. You know what I mean? And you're like... 100%. And I'm like, damn straight. It's wicked, you know? Yeah. And to me, the whole thing about that stuff... It, that's crazy to me and forgive me if i said this last time because you know there's been a lot on my mind lately but Listen, if there's a, if a good story is worth telling twice well i just have this theory that i don't understand people who are such purists with stuff yeah that to well, me, hate in their when lives. things intersect yeah is when they get good especially right. in music and in rock and roll yeah. right so when you have like sure the first two records with the velvets and obviously there's intersection there with you know, new music and cage and all that and rock yeah. and roll doo-wop and shit. Of course. But what I love is all that 
the 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 strangeness of the first two albums intersecting with the pop music of the Beatles and Lou Reed wanting to make hits, but yes. obviously sort of not being capable of making your your standard pop yes. radio hits, yeah. and him trying to do that, mixing with that weirdness, is what makes those records so good. Yeah. In the, in the doc, the part it's so funny because they've been. As Luke was saying, they've been blasting you with those drones and yeah. like the flickering. He Lights. said he almost puked in the well, theater. Well, we I think that's why, honestly, I think that's why Jonathan Richmond left you in Bilbao. Well, yeah. Exactly. I think he was just like, you're taking me back. And like, it's a, <laughs> it's not true. Like, it's yeah. it, like, I love them, but like, I don't want to go back to the factory. He's like, thank God when the third album came out, the, the lights stopped. Yeah, I don't want to go to like Max's Kansas City ever again and they like the records just started to sound forgive me a little more rocking like it's like it's yeah. like th they're droning you out and like what luke said at the theater he went to the big hollywood sh yeah, hot shot i sure that he was there was um todd myers there i'm sure everybody was there do you but, think the guy who did the soundtrack was there? The guy with the luckiest guy in the world? Oh, yeah. He did a great job when he yeah. put Sweet Jane in, in that one part. Finally. Yeah. He actually did a shit job because he didn't put in Loaded. There's there's two minutes of Loaded. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, so Luke said as soon as the as soon as the soon droning sound and the flickering... Yeah. Uh, right off the top. Factory Genius. stuff stopped. He Genius. said there was a collective yeah. sigh of relief yeah, in the exactly. theater. But when I was watching it, I was like, okay, there's all this music, all this kale stuff. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Ah, I love this. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But, it, you know, it was sort of like, all let, right. like Let it in. Let is, it in. It's been about an hour, you know, of this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... They do their like snippet on the third album, and it comes on. Boom, bang, dun, dun. What yeah. goes on in your mind? So and good. I was like, "Holy shit!" This rhythm sounds and blues. Good. But yeah, and it just sounded clean, yeah. and rock and roll, but super original. Yeah. And Candy says comes on, and you're like, "Now this is like listenable." Yeah. Sorry, but I probably sound old and whatever. I don't think so. I just think you don't sound like you you have hatred in your just sounds good it's good yeah it's good and, sounds and good the people's hatred for the third and fourth albums is i would say for me one of the more puzzling things in music because you know nico ended up like just scagged out in manchester like doing heroin hanging out with like john cooper clark in the 80s it's like i mean that's that's a velvety scene they all died like really. race to the like journey to the end of the night kind of stuff if you decide voluntarily in the 80s to move to manchester to like pursue any endeavor like you have got you're living through some kind of trauma that you right. know like that, that like gets you up in the morning do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's something that you like the darkness is what makes you wake up in the morning to chase it further. Like it's kind of like, you know, an anti-vaxxer energy where it's like you could just have a beer with the rest of the planet at this point who's lucky enough to just have a beer. But instead you're fueled by this really weird negative energy that like makes you believe that something there's something going on that you know about. Right. And it's kind of that's like this it's the the hate I'm not suggesting by any means that uh fans of the Velvet Underground and Nico are uh, <laughs> have an anti-vaxxer energy but you know there's a lot of hatred in their brains well, because you got to let it in you'll let it in what I would say is that regardless of 
what you're a fan of or into, if you have that kind of thinking energy where you think like you're on to something and nobody else gets it, that kind of thing's going to drive you a little nuts. And that also like you're into it and then it's like, it's always really funny with like Velvet Underground too with those, the first two records because like, you know, obviously they're good records. I challenge anyone to honestly admit whether they listen to them a lot. I know they're good, but like someone like sits and chills and is like, I'm just going to sit in a dark room and just like at 35 and like, just like, well, not at our age, surely. I don't even know. Like, I mean, I understand, but I don't think it's like adolescent music. Like, I think it's just like, well, I think it's exciting for the, when you first hear it. It's so exciting when you first hear it. Of course it is, but it's not, I don't think it's quite, it doesn't fill the same kind of, I suppose, role as. But we're, we're pop cultural. Guys, man. Yeah, no, we're I know. Pauls, yeah, man. I understand. Well, we are Pauls for John sure. John would be like. But it's more culture, course, that's right? all I listen to is White Light, White Heat. That's the, that's the, the greatest album. Maybe. Maybe he would. But, but Paul would be like, well, you know, I like Loaded. You know? Loaded's pretty good. It's got a letter. But John would be lying to you. Candy. John would be lying. Well, because he doesn't really know, he wouldn't know. Do you what. think that the, I bet the Velvet Underground listened to it. Do you think they even listened to it? Is anyone really I listening to it? I bet you Lou Reed probably in the end dug the third one the best. You think so? I, it feels like the one that's like. Does anyone cool. listening to this podcast actually ever just throw on White Light or Heat for kicks? Yeah, I would look honestly. If you do, just just tell us. I, I would think. I would other think, than to be a person who says they listen to White Light, White Heat, and then like that's the funny thing about the Velvet Underground because they're so famous because they're really good. So then you become this person who's our bar guy, our pitchfork bar guy, yeah. who's like, yeah, I'm like only really into the first couple of records, but like honestly, like since that Todd Haynes documentary, like I'm kind of like now it's like famous, so I'm over it. And it's like, dude, it was always famous. I mean, it's a weird thing to be just like solely into. Look, here's the thing. There are certain records yeah. that are incredibly important Cultural that they came out. moments. Yes. Yeah, but that doesn't mean like I'm not taking away from the importance of those albums at that time. Of course. But you don't go back and listen to them all the time. Like that's yeah. just it. Like, I guess like it, people listen to like Loveless by My Bloody Valentine and stuff. But that's a similar one. Like yeah. people still go back and like pump that a lot. Like we just I sound pump, like I we just sound soon. like Beatles fans right now. I pump soon, but off that record because it's got kind of like a well, MDMA beat. And I'll throw on like Glider is good. I'll throw on Femme Fatale. Okay, I yeah. love it. Heroin though, is anyone? I'll like, be your mirror. To... I love it. I'll listen. That's a to nice that. tune. Yeah, it's nice in the morning. You know, yeah. like heroin. Yeah, Sunday sometimes. morning. Yeah. Yeah, maybe people are listening to I like to Jesus on the third one. Yeah. On the third one. The third one I actually really like. Venus that was, in Furs. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. intense. Pretty intense to like, chill It's to. not really like just like a cereal. You have your cereal and throw that one on. <laughs> like, not, well, what white kind of light, cereal? White Light, like, the title track rips, yeah. you know, like, and I like when people cover it. Like, it's a great song. Like, Bowie does a good version, Yeah, you know. Um, what kind of cereal are the velvets eating? Well, <laughs> would you say? Yeah. Well, no, you can't ask me. You got to ask me a cereal and ask me if it's Beatlesy or Velvetsy. Oh, okay. Uh, but, che- Cheerios. 
Beatles. Um, Weetabix. <laughs> Sounds velvety. It's to me. really velvety. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cornflakes. Fruit Loops are very Beatlesy. Well, I think all cereals Beatlesy. Pretty Beatlesy. Yeah. Yeah. Cold baked beans. Beatlesy. No, like. it's velvety. Feels a British punishment. Though. Yeah, I guess. Kind of a sadist That's your criteria. Energy. But what I'm Give me a couple. What I'm trying to say is that a lot of people talk about Stonesy versus Beatlesy. Yeah. And I, I actually think yeah. Velvetsy versus Beatlesy is is more on the spectrum because Stonesy yeah. and Beatlesy. Well, here's why. Because you got Velvet's v Velvetsy versus Beatlesy is also sensibly Pitchfork v. Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. It's also mods v. Rockers, weirdly. Although that's a bit of a different vibe because, like, they're both mods, kind of. And it's like chart hits, yeah, versus, versus nearly man album, yeah, uh, like versus uh-huh. just like or just like kind of, and also success v. Radio play versus record cred. store. Okay, yeah, record you know? store day versus versus radio play. Even though the Beatles have ubiquity over all of that stuff, but it doesn't really. Well, count. yeah, but it's like. The Velvets, the copy of of Loaded that's sitting there for $80, yeah. that's more coveted in the store yeah. than any Beatles album they've got. 100%. You know what I mean? Unless like, yeah, you can go in. get the Beatles album. They sold millions oh, more. Oh, yeah. But, but if you want to get like Pacific Ocean Blue by Dennis Wilson or like Bandwagon-esque by Teenage Fan Club or like Radio C totally. or this is all be- this is all Velvet C. You go into any yeah. record store in the world. I'm Jack Dutronc. I'm going to stand by this statement. Any record store in the world and you ask them, should I buy Loaded or should I buy Revolver? Yeah. They're going to say get Loaded. Yeah. Everybody. 100%. Everybody. Some of them might even say get. I'm a Beatles guy. And I would have said. only you remember my name by David Crosby. <laughs> totally. But I would have just said, yeah, take Loaded. Honestly, risk, like, risk it. Risk it because like you'll hear Revolver. Yeah. You'll get I've it. I've heard it. Yeah. I've been there. But loaded. Loaded, you know. You, and also, you're going to get laid twice as much. And if you can pull that one out of your back pocket. It rules. I've heard it. Rock and rolls. You know, I have a, a seven-inch. Rock and roll inch, every time. I have a seven-inch of Sweet Jane and rock and roll. Uh, yeah, and you've said that. That's it's amazing. Insane. It's I an mean, original seven-inch of that. I mean, it must that, be worth thousands of dollars. That's what I mean. Exactly. Record store versus radio. Play. Yeah. Yeah. How much is rain? Fucking rain. End of the day, man. <laughs> fucking is what I'm saying. Fucking, yeah. Rock and roll, man. It is rock and roll, yeah. But like fucking rain, man. What's on the fucking other side of rain? Paperback writer. Fucking paperback writer. <laughs> you know, my fucking first band was called Rain before Oasis. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's my fucking band. Water, a lot of water. In well, your- fucking, uh, no. Was on tour with the fucking spiral carpets, yeah. He was guitar teching. He was on tour with the fucking spiral carpets. And I was in a band called Fucking Rain with Bonehead, yeah. <laughs> we were writing fucking tune after tune, playing at the fucking boardwalk. The band who shared our fucking jam space was called The Radiators Love, yeah. And we were fucking playing there, and then Noel came back. He came in and he said to me, he said, Ah, oh, kid, you're all right. Let me join your band. And then we changed our name from Rain to fucking Oasis. And that's where it happened, yeah. Wow. But we were originally named Rain. (laughs) 
Which is that after the Beatles song or just fucking mad for the fucking Beatles? Best band in the world. Huh. Without a doubt. <laughs> it's true that, you know. Yeah. It's true. I'll tell you, there are a few tunes. Kind of Beatlesy Oasis. <laughs> One might say. <laughs> yeah. Definitely more Some Beatlesy than Velvetsy. <laughs> Some might say. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They are a bit Beatlesy. <laughs> Some might say is such a fucking oasis. Some follow summer, <laughs> summer, summer. <laughs> Go and tell it to <laughs> the man who cannot shine. <laughs> it's cool that they made a career out of the word shine. Yeah, I respect that. In a way, yeah. What do you think that? Um, Okay. But you know, bands. Okay, no, here's, you could I just want to, I'm just saying, like, a kappa roll, you know, cucumber roll, kind of velvety. velvety big but turn. also kind of just like Hard Day's Night. Mm. I think Hard Day's Night's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, it's, uh, I know what you mean about the, the roles that are more fun, <laughs> kind of that have more going on production, production, or orchestration. Well, you get a kappa roll, it's two tracks. That's what I mean. It's a two track roll. It's, two it's like a miso and soup and a kappa roll That's, is the third album. Yeah, and exactly. like, you know. But then you start adding like kind of sesame seeds to it. Nigiri's that's all percussion. Like that's all. <laughs> 100%. Without a fucking End doubt. of the day. Without and, a doubt. But I'm talking like you go off to the specialty menu. You're definitely right. Caterpillar roll, fucking dragon roll. Exactly. It's you know, it's it's Sergeant yeah. Pepper's. Yeah. Immediately. I mean, let Sergeant. it be. They tried to take it kind of just straight up like California yeah, They roll. tried to just go strict. Like, yeah. exactly. Spicy tuna. Like yeah, exactly. Did I tell you uh, I got it? I've been trying to get this out, even though I know we could do like a million pods on the Beatles. Oh well, I'm thinking we probably will. That I listened to the Let It Be. Yeah, Atmos. I've heard of that record. Overall, thought it wasn't as good as the original mix. Yeah. But there was one moment on I've Got a Feeling. That there's a part in it. Everybody can listen. I noticed what Giles did. Also, I heard what you said about the fucking... Uh, <laughs> the, the trigger on the kick drum on yeah. two of us. He does it? do something. It's EDM It's kick. weird. Like, yeah. it's not... It, yeah, it it's sounds... Like, yeah. <laughs> it sounds a bit like um, Blue Monday yeah. by New Order. Well, he don't, he's added a trick, a trigger for yeah, sure. Before it was a lot more thuddy. No, he's added like an electronic drum trigger. <laughs> I don't know why. Cause maybe like a trap thing. Maybe to make it more relevant. I used to think that was the best sounding kick drum I'd ever heard. Two of us is the best song on the record, and he's managed to derail it slightly. Well, I've got an argument it's for that. Wider too, because I heard another song on it um, that I always thought was great called yeah. "I've Got a Feeling." I've heard of it. That. He did one thing that was very cool. There's a part at the start that Paul goes... You're pro Giles? He did one thing to... He didn't make the song better, but he did one thing that I liked. He didn't make it sound... He put one auto thing. tune. No. He did one thing. Kind of a trap thing. It's on the roof, and John and Paul both have mics. Yeah. And I've listened to that song on the original Let It Be... Up, down, all around. A thousand times. Yeah. And he goes, a feeling deep inside, oh yeah. And then he backs off the mic, yeah. and you hear him go... Oh yeah, that's right. You hear him do it because they're pumped. Oh. But what Giles did is he turned up gain clip both it. John's 
and Paul's mic because yeah. I never knew John says it with him. So it goes, a feeling deep inside, oh yeah. And then you hear them both go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. And it fucking rules. Nice. I never knew John did it. And, and then Paul goes, that's right. And you, you hear okay. John and him say that together. That's cool. And instantly, yeah. it made me realize that that song is the best song on the record because they were the camaraderie between john and paul is back for that moment and then it rocks so and then and then it rocks so hard and then the moment where uh paul finishes his section and john comes in with the everybody had a hard year and i realized yeah it's a perfect lennon mccartney tune because it's one they wrote together later in their career it's so beautiful and sweet that they Put aside all the lawyers and the money and the bullshit, and they're on that roof playing rock and roll. But what I'm saying is that it took Giles bumping up that thing to make me think about the song in that way. So kudos to you and your coach buddy Sam. What you're saying is Sam O'Kell, Giles Martin, Mm -hmm. Trevor from Space Hog. Joaquin Phoenix went like this on John's the fruit book. guy automated the fruit guy from outside of the Whole Foods on Santa Monica uh-huh or Lassen's yeah, with or the, whatever put, he puts the, the salt on the fruit the salt yeah. stuff it took all those guys <laughs> and Tony Montana's coke habit uh-huh. to turn up a fader on McCartney or just no on, on John is the they just automated up his first couple second. of DB yeah for a second Two million dollars. <laughs> the rest Worth of it, it. The rest of it didn't sound any different to no. me. Like, and it, then there's that DMX kick drum on two of us. Pretty much all I heard. Yeah. Trauma <laughs> They should have sped up the BPM on that. That would have been cool. I would have thought that would be nice. Kind of make it more of a like. Remember when um, Avicii kind of like invented like country music edm yeah like two of us would sound great with a mix like well that. that's kind of like how dj khaled uh well just you mean the khaled? musician khaled? dj khaled yeah the he, musician you mean how he was just gifted not DJ, I, I just think we're talking about someone different you're talking about dj khaled <laughs> you mean the musician khaled, the, the, khaled. the reggae musician khaled because yeah. he just was gifted that Bob Marley guitar, right? Well, yeah, he was gifted it by the Marley estate for his services to music. Right. Because, I mean, the way I see it, his services to music kind of mirror <laughs> Bob Marley's. I think it's a really similar vibe. And also, well, I mean, you've seen, if anyone who hasn't seen the video, certainly worth watching DJ Khaled getting given a guitar by the Marley estate. And it's worth watching just to see how confidently he strums that thing with no idea what a guitar is. <laughs> Zero idea of what it is. But it's, a, you know. But like, people, is there no idea? Or it's are, kind are of there a velvety no kind of way. Or are there no of, rules, James? Well, it's kind of velvety way of playing well, the definitely. guitar. Definitely. It's definitely like it's a kale style way of playing yeah. so in that sense maybe it's yeah maybe he's just kind of he's more velvet djing's kind of velvetsy yeah even though weirdly marley marley's definitely more beatlesy he's definitely more beatlesy but dj sure. djing is kind of anti-music so it's more velvet oh it's definitely more velvetsy for yeah. sure no question about it yeah no question about it. What do you think about the NFL? What's the NFL? Pretty Beatlesy. 
Because it's like a lot of moving parts and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people working on it. It's also like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, it's true. It's like or the like number America. one. NFL's number one in America. You in know? America it is. Yeah, yeah so we're the Beatles. Yeah, I suppose that's true, actually, if you think about it that way. But it is a like, what about like, what about mods v. Rockers? What about like, okay. And like football, you know, soccer football yeah. is obviously more velvety simple game yeah few guys in a ball keep yeah. it simple you know what, what I mean? about um guns versus knives <laughs> um <laughs> guns are beetlesy knives are velvety mm, i don't know about that yeah because i think velvety happiness like, is a warm gun velvety mm, but kind i'm of, thinking like white light white heat has a lot of gun energy to it to me it's very aggressive. Tommy guns. Aggressive Isn't it stabby sounds. Aggressive. The, yeah, but the the guitars and stuff are very mods oh, stabby. Because it's complicated. What about Harley Davidsons versus Vespas? Yeah, I think I think uh, that, that. I mean, it's hard to not include the Stones. Maybe there's three. The, I might be a. I think pagan it's all pirate three. Pilgrim. Yeah, kind of. You need clown. to include, because even though Neil said you can break every band down to Beatles and Stones, I think you got to add Velvets. Well, what's what's Neil? He always said depends on his group. Crazy Horses, Stones, Buffalo Springfield, Beatles, CSNY, Beatles. They wish they were Beatles. Well, but if you had to pick one. Right. Because they were like yeah, they would big do, and like. Yeah, yeah. Like, whereas Crazy Horses, Stones, Energy, right? Speaking they're, of which, they're more like Velvet's energy. Well, yeah. But I, they didn't know he, you could include that. Because they never Neil heard the Velvets. Neil doesn't know who the Velvets are. No, he's never I bet he's them. never heard of them. He's more into trains. Same way that George Harrison's never heard of Neil Young. Yeah. Neil Young's never heard of the Velvet Underground. I'd stand well, by Well, George it. Harrison has heard of Neil Young, but only for a laugh. Yeah, when he needs to have a laugh. Yeah, when he's hanging out with Bob Geldof and needs to have a laugh. I'll tell you what, though. I'm not going to keep getting into it, but I just want everybody out there to know that I could do a whole podcast on I've Got a Feeling and why it's so good. Okay? It's very likely that we'll be doing that, given that you're going I could talk away. About, I could be fired up. Well, we'll do it tomorrow and then it'll be the patrons can hear it But on you know Sunday. what else? We should do one on, even though I think we already did uh I don't know if we did it on it or not. At this point, who knows? But man. I listened today to the super deluxe Tattoo You. Oh, it's in Atmos. Dude, it ripped, man. I bet it does. And I have to admit, it did sound a bit better. Really? It was electric, man. The guitars were just piercing. You and I was thinking, <laughs> now that's a good record. Like, that's a good way to make a record, man. Just like, you can tell they're just... They're just rocking. Great sound. You got an engineer in there. You know what I mean? Dialing up the guitars. And then it's just like, get in there. Yeah. Start rocking. Um, we posted a photo the other day of an an AI version of the Beatles all. Compressor as, head? No, not compressor head. It was... <laughs> Someone had put all of the Beatles' faces into oh. a face app to create a single person known as the Beatles. Yeah. And we posted it on our stories, and then me and you were talking, I was like, it's somebody. Yeah. And I figured that it's John Ke Senator John Kerry as a young man. Does look like Kerry. Yeah, <laughs> that's who it is. It took me a while. 
And I want to end. Can I, can I tell you yeah, a, a Beatlesy story about John Kerry? I imagine he's probably into the Beatles for sure. Uh, one time I was down at the Bridge School Benefit, the Neil Young thing. Yeah. First time I yeah, saw yeah, Paul yeah. McCartney play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, the big election was on. So presumably Neil was in full Beatles mode. Full Beatles and full Kerry mode. Oh, Because he hated Bush. Yeah. You know. Did he? Because he liked Reagan. Yeah, but this was later. This was yeah. when it, nobody was... In, then this was like... This is let's, a post-let's roll. Yeah, this would have been about 0203. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So it was remember. like literally just... Probably doing let's roll, actually. And I never forgot... Uh, <laughs> crack me up because it was so Paul. He came out and he was at the piano at one point and he said, it's really great to be here. And he said, I'd like to do a, a little song, little song for you now. Yeah. It's little tune called let it be oh. and then he said and may i just say let it be carry oh wow <laughs> it always cracked me up it was such a pause some joke. owl grove energy let it be carry yeah he's you know doing that for john john died for the similar things you know yeah. i just want to finish this episode off here with a little thing and i don't want to dox this guy because he's a great guy and he's you know we get a lot of messages from our you know, community, right? Or eyewall community. But this guy cracked me up so much. I'm not going to say his name, but I think he knows who he is. And he works in a a guitar store in Canada. You can replace this with, I don't know, a guitar center or whatever in England mm. it exists. But I sent him a message. Well, he's been responding to stuff, and he's been cracking me up. This guy, and I just thought this was really funny because. He, he he messaged and said to me, um, I asked him if he'd been playing as a guitar store employee in any kind of interstate, interprovincial, like blues tournaments. You know, anything specific, you know, yeah. because you know how we know, like a lot of when you're working in guitar stores, you're kind of like, you know, billeted. Well, into different like states because you know it's competitive out there let's just say buddy that your resume is played on 12 frets yeah exactly okay. yeah so he wrote back to me i'm actually moving into an assistant management position in a new store impressive and for assistant managers we're judged on how well we can assist the manager on their blues tournament performance Huh. really measuring the nuance of what it means to be a great guitar tech. Because nice. after all, what is a guitar tech if not the assistant manager of the stage? <laughs> <laughs> Mad God respect. bless you, dude. Mad respect yeah. for and that And that guy. shit got me real good today. I was laughing at that for about 25 I minutes I mean, I've today. said it once and I'll say it again. People who work for this here company yeah. are the salt of the earth and they deserve the order of Canada. They do. Respect everyone. Have a nice uh, rest of your week. Bye-bye.